Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Reading from Srimad Bhagavad Gita, Chapter 10, Text 41 The Sanskrit Yad Yad Vibhuti Mat Sadvam Srimad Urjitam Eva Va Tad Tad Eva Vagatchatvang Mamache Jong Sasambhavam Translation by His Divine Grace Srila Prabhupada Know that all opulent, beautiful and glorious creations spring from but a spark of my splendor. Srila Prabhupada comments on this verse as follows. Any glorious or beautiful existence should be understood to be but a fragmental manifestation of Krishna's opulence, whether it be in the spiritual or material world. Anything extraordinarily extra ordinarily opulent should be considered to represent Krishna's opulence. So there are many examples of wonderful things within this world. In this chapter of Bhagavad Gita, the verse which I just read, in that chapter, this verse comes at the end of a chapter which describes the vibhutis or manifestations of opulence of Krishna within this world. And some examples he gives Mriganam Chamragendroham Among the animals, Krishna says, I am the king of the animals. The lion Stavaranam Himalayaha among, among fixed objects I am the Himalayas Aksharanam Akarosmi He begins but among the letters, he is the first letter, the letter A, or in English we say A. So in this way, whatever is prominent or extraordinary, exceptional in this world is a manifestation of Krishna. And everyone has some ability. Krishna also says that in Bhagavad Gita. Paurushandrashu. The ability in, in man, whatever ability is there, that is coming from Krishna. That is a representation of Krishna. And in this verse, which we just read, Yad Yad Vibhuti Matsadvam Srimad Urjitam Eva Tat Tat Eva Avagachatam Mamate Sambhavam Krishna says that whatever we see which is wonderful, exceptional, extraordinary, remarkable, amazing, wondrous, that just comes from a little spark of Krishna's splendor. We tend to be amazed by people who have extraordinary abilities. Here in India, it used to be a fairly common thing that there were yogis or, or people with what are called siddhis, yoga siddhis, are abilities extraordinary abilities that yogis get by performing severe yogic practice and mystic abilities arise within them. Srila Prabhupada narrated from his own experience as a child <clears throat> that one sadhu or yogi came to their home, his father's home, and asked the children, what would you like to eat? And they said, 
we would like some first-class pomegranate from Kabul, Kabul, because that that's famous for pomegranates, that place. So he said, you go in the next room. And there they found a branch just taken off a tree, as if it's just taken, freshly taken from a tree with pomegranates, first class. Yogis can do that kind of thing because that's according to Prapti Siddhi. They have the ability to take something far away and just catch it and bring it. Another anecdote that Srila Prabhupada narrated from the British time in India was one yogi who lived in Benares. He was called Tailanga Swami because he was from the area of South India, which is now called Telangana, Tailanga Swami. So his habit was to just walk around everywhere naked, and the British administrators thought this is indecent, so they arrested him and locked him up. They locked him up, and then again he was walking in the street. And again they locked him up, and then he, again he went out. How did he get out? They tried several times, but he would just come out. That's again by yogic siddhi. One can make anima siddhi. One can become so small, he can just escape from any situation and go as he pleases. So these are yogic siddhis. They're remarkable. They're not common. But then we find in other countries also people, they... <coughs> They have the ability to read others' minds, so many things. Some people have these remarkable uh, siddhis or exceptional abilities. And there are many, many examples apart from the yogic siddhis. Um, here in India was, well, actually in recent times in India, two, two people have become very famous for being naturally gifted in mathematics. One was Ramanuja. Here in South India, if we say Ramanuja, people mostly think of a mathematician, although Ramanuja is actually a name for Krishna. But the great Vaishnava Acharya Ramanuja, the tremendous uh, spiritual leader he is the great personality of this area, the Tamil-speaking area. But nowadays, if we say Ramanuja, people mostly think of an extraordinarily talented mathematician who, with no training in, in mathematics, was able to solve all kinds of difficult problems in, in mathematics. He was just amazing. And then... Another who's even more famous was a lady called Shakuntala, who you you just you tell her a set of numbers, you multiply a eight-digit number by another eight-digit number, and you just tell her, and she'll just tell her the two numbers, and she'll just tell the answer like that. So there's some extraordinary ability. Where does that come from? That comes from Krishna. Again, sadhus, saintly people. Um, 
there are many, many like this. Um, Chandrasekhar Indran, again from here, South India. People would come to see him and he would say things, he'd never seen them in their life before. He'd just look at them and say, you need to do this, 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 and that will cure your stomach problem. For instance, he would say things like that. They'd never seen him before, but just he knows what is their problem and how to solve it. Of course, his real interest was in spiritual culture, but as a byproduct, he had these extraordinary abilities. Uh, I've personally seen here in India some some devotees of Krishna who they just they just have a natural knack for healing others. Even um, I'm, I'm not talking about hands-on healing. That's also there. That kind of ability where people can just touch others and heal others. Uh, <clears throat> but persons, they just have a natural ability. They can understand medicine, whatever the system of medicine it is, and they're just naturally adept at it, and they're very successful in curing others. Uh, some people, they're, they're, with a ball, any ball you give them, it's a cricket ball or a soccer ball or a basketball, they're just naturally adept, a snooker ball, just naturally adept at maneuvering balls, excellent at ball games, which is not of any real benefit to anyone whatsoever. But it's a kind... The, the point I'm making is that different people have different abilities. Some people have remarkable abilities. It all comes from Krishna. In music, in the Western world, it, it's famous Mozart. As a child, before, before he could practically even talk or write or read or any such thing. He was composing symphonies in his mind. He never had any training in music, but it would just come to him. He just, symphonies would, and, and quartets and would just appear in his mind, starting from early childhood. And then it was just a matter of him writing them down, that's all. He didn't, he didn't think about it, just came to him Naturally, we may say. Naturally means matasmritya jnanam apohanam cha. Sarvasya cha hangriti sannivishto matasmritya jnanam apohanam cha. Krishna says, I am in everyone's heart and I give people remembrance, knowledge and forgetfulness also. <laughs> so if people have some natural ability, like I'm saying Mozart from birth, he has some ability. What did he do to get that? It's carried on from a previous life. In a previous life, he must have been absorbed in musical abilities. And Krishna just brings that ability from one life to another. Then it manifests even from childhood. Srila Prabhupada said about John Lennon, the, who was uh, an iconic musician of the 1960s and 1970s in the Western world, and up until his death in, must be the early 1980s, that in his previous existence, just prior to this one, he was a Gandharva. Gandharvas are described in the Vedic literatures as... Uh, 
human-like beings, but on an exceptionally high level, natural ability, musical ability. They have, there's a planet, a whole planet of extraordinarily talented musicians. So if we see someone like John Lennon or Mozart, who have extraordinarily developed musical ability, exceptional, then we can safely adjudge that in their existence just prior to this, they were Gandharvas. As, and, and then we get people are natural actors, natural leaders, natural cheaters. Some people are very expert at cheating others. Uh, where does that come from? It's coming from Krishna. It's a little spark of Krishna's ability manifests in a person. And for one lifetime, or maybe for more than one lifetime, they have the opportunity to, to excel in a certain field. And that gives them some prestige and they take pleasure in that. But we should know this is all coming from Krishna. And if anyone has any exceptional ability, they should know it's not me. Who am I? How is this ability manifesting? It's coming from the Supreme Lord. We say Krishna. Krishna is the natural inherent name of the Supreme Being, Supreme Being God. In different cultures, they may say by different names. We should understand that I, what is my ability? Where does this come from? It comes from Him, from God on high. People have different <coughs> desires. They cultivate different desires in different lifetimes. They may desire, but in one lifetime they may not fulfill that desire. Then in another lifetime, by the grace of Krishna, they fulfill that desire. But <coughs> whatever their ability may be, bhukti mukti siddhi kami, shakali ashanta, krishna bhakta nishkam, ataiv shanta. We may have a desire to excel in a worldly way. We may have a desire to excel in a mystical way. We may have a desire to excel in a philosophical way. However excellent we may be, we'll never be satisfied until we come to recognize that Krishna is the fountainhead of everything and devote ourselves to him. And then we become peaceful. Instead of desiring, I'll be a great yogi, I'll be a great musician, I'll be a great yoga, I, 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 I. Just we have to think, let I, let myself surrender at the lotus feet of Krishna. The people are born with different abilities and different inclinations. One may be a, a born rascal, Demon also, Dambho, Darpo, Bhimanascha, Krodha, Parusham, Evacha. Agyana, mm. Chapijatasya, that's what I'm looking for, Chapijatasya. Partha Sampadam Asurim. In Bhagavad Gita, Krishna says that some people, just from the beginning of their lives, practically from the beginning, it, it, they manifest the very sinful traits of 
being proud, arrogant, conceited, <clears throat> uh, angry, frustrated, disturbed, speaking harshly to others, reveling in their foolishness and ignorance of not recognizing the Supreme Personality of Godhead. From the from very birth, they're like that, of demonic tendency. They carry that from a previous life. And they may become very successful and powerful by dominating others and exploiting others. But even that ability to dominate others, that comes from the Supreme Lord. Amazingly enough, if someone wants to be very bad, he also gives them the opportunity. But of course they have to suffer for that. By causing suffering to others, they have to suffer. One can be a born devotee also, as Krishna told Arjuna, Daivi sampadvi mokshaya, dibandha ya surimata, mashucha sampadang daiving abhijato si pandava. Krishna told Arjuna that the divine qualities lead to liberation from material existence and the demoniac qualities, they lead to bondage in this material world. Don't you worry, Arjuna. Don't you worry. Everything's all right. You are a natural devotee. You're born like that. So one can be born a devotee also. And it comes from previous life. Uh, one may become a devotee or, or take to devotional service in this life with just by the mercy of great devotees. That is quite possible. But generally people who take to devotional service, who become inclined to serve Krishna in this life, it means there's a continuum from a previous life. And Krishna describes that in the Bhagavad Gita in chapter 6. Uh, I'll read from there, from chapter 6 of Bhagavad Gita with... Srila Prabhupada's uh, translation of some verses in which Arjuna has asked Krishna, what, what about someone who's trying to be a, a yogi, a, spirit, a true yogi, a spiritually minded person, uh, but who, who really tries hard, but he doesn't make it. He, he gets stuck on the way. He, he falls from the path. And then Krishna explains that uh, don't worry Krishna says one who's on the on the good path one who's even if he falls from that he won't get a bad destination and Krishna describes I'll read now the unsuccessful yogi, after many, many years of enjoyment on the planets of the pious living entities, is born into a family of righteous people or into a family of rich aristocracy. Atava yogi nameva kule bhavati dhimatam etadhi durlabhataram loke janma yad idrisham. Or if unsuccessful after a long practice of yoga, he takes his birth in a family of transcendentalists who are surely great in wisdom. Certainly such a birth is rare in this world. Tatratang buddhi sangyogam labhate paurva dehikam 
Yatate chatato bhuya sangsedhau kurunandana. On taking such a birth, he revives the divine consciousness of his previous life and he again tries to make further progress in order to achieve complete success. O son of Kuru, Purva bhyasena te naiva hriyate hi by virtue of the divine consciousness of his previous life, he automatically becomes attracted to the yogic principles even without seeking them. Such an inquisitive transcendental, transcendentalist stands always above the ritualistic principles of the scriptures. Prayatna adyatamanas tu yogi sang shuddha kilbishaha. Aneka janma sangsidhas, sangsidhas, tato yati parangatim. And when the yogi engages himself with sincere endeavor in making further progress, being washed of all contaminations, then ultimately achieving perfection after many, many births of practice, he attains the supreme goal. So the real perfection of life uh, for a human is to attain to the lotus feet of Krishna. That is possible by his mercy. Everything is possible by his mercy. Whatever ability we see in this world, whatever amazing things we see, whatever ordinary things we see, whatever even bad things we see, everything is made possible by Krishna. In this chapter of Bhagavad Gita, Krishna suggests that instead of being enamored by the wonderful things in this world or the wonderful possibilities of this world, we be enamored by himself, who is the fountainhead of all wonderful things. We may strive very hard to be successful. We may have very strong desire, let me be a success. Let me excel in human society. Let me stand out in human society. But how great can we be? We're never going to stand out as much as Krishna. Krishna came to this world 5,000 years ago. He's still here. We don't see him. But he personally came to this world. And at every moment he did so many wonderful activities that people don't even believe it nowadays. They think they call it mythology. Krishna came to this world and showed how extraordinary he is, that we should not be enamored by the wonderful things of this world or desire to excel in any worldly way. Don't be distracted by that. Be attracted to Krishna. That is one of the messages of this chapter of Bhagavad Gita. So see the world, it's not that we have to be blind or cut ourselves off from it. There are some kind of spiritualists who shut themselves, they go away to a cave or they, they confine themselves, they voluntarily submit themselves to be confined within cloisters. But we can see the world, see everything all around it, see everything in relation to Krishna. Everything is a manifestation of Krishna's opulence. And our position as eternal servants of Krishna, having forgotten Krishna 
and therefore being attracted and distracted by the apparent wonders of this world. Our best course of action, only advisable course of action, is to fully surrender to the lotus feet of Krishna. And Krishna is by far the most wonderful manifestation. <laughs> he's, well, actually, he's not a manifestation of everything. What is a, he's the most wonderful person. He is wonderful Krishna. People go, uh, nowadays, all the lockdown and everything, you can't do that, but people go all over the world to look at the wonderful things, the Eiffel Tower in Paris and the Leaning Tower of Pisa and the these St. Paul's Cathedral in London and the Taj Mahal in Agra. I don't think the people of Agra go to see it, or the people of around, but anyway, people come from all over the world to see it. Going here, going there, I want to see some wonderful things, some amazing things. Nowadays you can see it all on YouTube. What about Krishna? See Krishna, we'll be fully satisfied. Then our desires for sightseeing, our desires to see something wonderful, different, be entertained this way, that way, everything will cease. We'll be fully satisfied and fully amazed at every moment by the wonders of wondrous Krishna. That is what Krishna is telling us throughout Bhagavad Gita and throughout life. If we, if we internalize Krishna's teachings in Bhagavad Gita, then we can see Krishna everywhere. Yomam pashati sarvatra sarvanchamai pashati tasyaham napranashami Krishna says, for one who sees me everywhere and everything in me, I am never lost to him and he is never lost to me. So Krishna is giving some little idea in this chapter of Bhagavad Gita, how we can, we can and should see Krishna everywhere in everything. Everything's a miracle if we think about it. We see the birds, they're building their nests, the expert in getting grass and weaving it together like a tailor, these tailor birds, they make the nests hanging down from the tree. Where did they get their ability from? They didn't go to engineering college. They have no idea of engineering college. They may be building their nests in a tree at an engineering college, but they're better engineers than the students in the engineering college. The students can't make anything like that. Where does that come from? That's amazing. That's a miracle. How can they do that? That ability comes from Krishna. All glory is to Lord Sri Krishna, the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Let us bow down forever at his lotus feet and be happy to be sheltered by such a glorious and amazing master. Satyadananda Vigraha. Ishvara Paramakrishna. Satyadananda Vigraha. Anadir Adir Govinda Sarvakarana Karanam. Krishna is known as Govinda, the pleasure of the earth, the cows, and the senses. He is the supreme controller of all controllers. His transcendental form is pure existence, pure consciousness, and pure bliss. 
There is no origin of Krishna, for he is the origin of everything, the cause of all causes. Therefore, Govindam Adi Purusham Tamaham Bhajami. To that Govinda, who is the original Supreme Person, we simply offer our worship and our devotion. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Dante Nidhaya Trinakam Padayani Patya Kritva Chakakushatam Etadham Bravimi He Sadava Sakala Eva Vihaya Durat Chaitanya Chandra Charne Kuruta Nuragaha Vancha Kalpa Trubas Chakrabas and the Vinavija Patitana Pavane Vihar Vaishnav